I'm Tavis Somali. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Progressive Talk Radio in Los Angeles and beyond. And we are delighted to have uh, in this hour uh, a black professor who has openly defied Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's law, the so-called Stop Woke Act which restricts lessons on race in the classroom. Recently, DeSantis rejected an advanced placement course. Underscore that now, underline that. An advanced placement course was rejected by the governor. Uh, Advanced placement course in African-American studies. The governor claimed it was contrary to Florida law and significantly lacking educational value. Those are the governor's words, significantly lacking educational value. We will speak now with preeminent historian Dr. Marvin Dunn, Dr. Dunn, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you? If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I am doing <clears throat> doing well and delighted to be in dialogue with you uh, for this hour. A lot to unpack here. We've been following, of course, um, the antics of Ron DeSantis for, for some time now. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, none of this really surprises us. Um, but um, the story of your defiance uh, caught my attention, and I wanted to kind of unpack that and explore that in this hour. Let me start, though, with some broad themes, and we'll work our way through uh, the next 60 minutes here. But for those who are okay. not familiar with the with, with what the Stop Woke Act is uh, and why Ron DeSantis put it on the books in Florida, why don't we just start, given that you are a historian, with a history lesson about the Stop Woke Act, and we'll go from there, sir. Right. Uh, this, this act uh, was pushed through the Florida le- uh, legislature by DeSantis, Uh, the intent being to limit what can be discussed in classrooms in Florida, dealing primarily with race and gender identity. Uh, The the mantra that DeSantis is pushing out there is that there's this woke mob Mm -hmm. that's coming after your children in Florida, and you need me to be the hero to come in and and protect parent rights from this woke mob. Mr. Sly, there's no woke mob in Florida. Uh, if there is, I'd like to lead it. <laughs> he, it's all, I, I, hey, I'm qualified. I was a naval officer. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know how to fight ships. We can fight. Yes, sir. But is, he, it's all it's all made up so that he can be a hero to white people by protecting them from the black hordes, from the Antifa thugs, or from the, the folks crowding in, in the southern border. It's scare tactics, Mr. Smiles. It's the same thing that Hitler did, that, that Castro did, uh, that Stalin did. Uh, you create a monster and have people believe you have to be, they need your protection from that monster. I mean, why, if you want to be president of the United States, come up with this idea of scaring people into voting for you? Mm. It's beneath anybody who ought to be president of the United States. But that's what he's doing. It's flying. Oh, he's very popular here down in Florida. Now, baby Trump is on top in Florida. Mm-hmm. But will this crap fly nationwide? Will it fly in Pennsylvania, Minnesota? California, but he is using race as a cudgel uh, to get to the White House. And black history happens to be a convenient, uh, disposable item for him that would bring him a lot of attention uh, from folks who side with his right-wing politics. Yep. We'll come back in a moment to this notion of why black history has become his whipping post, uh, so to speak. Um, but to your point, uh, Professor Dunn, uh, Dr. Dunn, about these scare tactics, um, tell me, in the state of Florida, and I you know, have many friends in that great state, the Sunshine State, but tell me why you think these scare tactics are working so well in Florida. Ron DeSantis won re-election handily, as you well know. 
in the state of Florida. Why are these scare tactics working so well in Florida? Because Florida basically is still a southern state. Uh, North Florida is is solidly uh, DeSantis and Trump country. Mm-hmm. You have to come all the way down past Orlando before you reach anybody has any sense in Florida. <laughs> so Florida has it's just you know you could just you know the, if you could come across the border just skip all the way down to to actually to Broward County you'd be yeah. in good shape. <laughs> so people forget that Florida was a, was a daughter of the Confederacy. Uh, uh, that that Florida was settled after the Civil War by Confederates, primarily. And not to give much of a history lesson, but Florida during the Civil War was not touched that much. It wasn't destroyed like Atlanta and and other places. Florida remained intact. In fact, Florida was the only state in the Confederacy that came out of the war with more money than when it went in. So when Florida, when the war ended, a lot of Angry, armed Confederates, former soldiers moved into Florida, and Florida's society evolved around this Confederate, Southern, racist, uh, post-slavery attitude, hmm. which still persists in certain parts of the state. How would you? I, s- I don't mean to have that. I'm, I don't want that description to apply to all of Florida, but I'm trying to explain to you why DeSantis has such a, a positive uh, uh, foothold in Florida. No, I receive it. I receive it. And you're the historian. You know this uh, stuff better than anybody. You've written books uh, on the history of Florida uh, through black eyes. And so I know that uh, you're the right person to ask these questions of. Uh, I should mention that uh, Dr. Dunn has produced a number of documentary films, including Rosewood Uncovered. You know the story of Rosewood. Uh, in part because of the John Singleton film, God Rest His Soul. But he has produced a number of documentaries, including one on Rosewood called Rosewood Uncovered. Before I move too far, though, too far too fast, um, let me ask, broadly speaking, and I don't put you in this uh, position, uh, Dr. Dunn, speaking for every Negro in Florida, uh, but certainly um, uh, if they had to pick someone to be their spokesperson, you'd be on the short list. So give me your sense of how uh, the ways in which black people in Florida are responding, are dealing with this attack on their history, this attack where, where they're essentially their history is being scapegoated by this Republican governor. How are black folk writ large in Florida processing and dealing with this? Mr. Smiley, they are angry, outraged. Uh, you know, I just started trying to, you know, to offer some, some resistance to this, but now people are coming out of everywhere to say, not, not just black people, but white people as well, to say mm-hmm. this is wrong. We're not going to stand for this. When, when DeSantis started scratching at our history and trying to eliminate our children from learning our history in public schools, black folks in Florida got outraged. People who really didn't care that much about politics are now paying attention to this man and what he's bringing forth in our state. So he, I, think, I don't think he realized what he did mm. uh, when he rejected that, that AP course. It made a lot of folks pay attention to his racial politics who were willing to say, well, he's not Trump, he's not that bad, you know. Uh, this outs him yeah. as a racist. It outs him. How can we have, we, have, um, we have Japanese history, AP courses, European history, AP courses, American history, AP courses in Florida? We can't have African-American uh, AP, uh, uh, NAP course in African-American history? And uh, it's just outrageous. I'm glad you asked that question. I'm surprised at the outrage that has been, that has been expressed in this state uh, and around the country 
uh, about what, what this man has done. If, can I just make make one point about what, about DeSantis and how this is so hypocritical? Hold that, hold that, hold, hold, hold that thought one second. I, I want you to make that point about his hypocrisy. I promise we'll get right to that, uh, the hypocrisy of Ron DeSantis. So don't forget your thought. I'm coming right back to it in just a second here. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Marvin Dunn is our guest in this hour, and he has said, and I quote, I was teaching before he was born. <laughs> I was teaching before Ron DeSantis was born. Uh, and so he uh, is making all kinds of news for uh, uh, defying, as a black professor, defying Ron DeSantis and this law uh, called the Stop Woke Act, uh, restricting lessons on race after Ron DeSantis has re- uh, rejected, in fact, an AP course on African-American studies. We'll come back uh, specifically to that point about Ron DeSantis's hypocrisy. I'm sure that's a long list. Uh, we'll get to the hypocrisy of Ron DeSantis and a great deal more in this hour with Dr. Marvin Dunn on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Good thing we've got three hours. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. We are indeed and we're delighted to have you uh, tuned in in this hour. Our guest uh, in this hour is Dr. Marvin Dunn, a black professor who has defied Ron DeSantis' law restricting lessons on race in the state of Florida, uh, specifically the governor. Uh, smacked down uh, an AP course in African-American studies, and uh, that raised the ire of any number of people in the state of Florida, including our guest, Dr. Marvin Dunn, and I'm delighted to have him on in this hour. As I said a moment ago, uh, he's been quoted as saying, I was teaching before Ron DeSantis was even born, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> and uh, again, I'm just delighted to have him on in this hour. He's already uh, downloaded us on some good stuff, and I look forward for the rest of this hour. Look, uh, look forward to the rest of this hour. Um, let me come back to the point you were making a moment ago, Dr. Dunn. Let me get out of your way. You were saying you were yeah. teeing up this notion of Ron DeSantis's hypocrisy. Take it away, sir. Well, you know, Ron DeSantis taught school for a short period of time. And according to some of his former students, he told them that abortion was wrong. He told them that the the Confederacy had a point because they lost property. He's saying this in in school. Uh, Whose agenda was he pushing? Mm Mm-hmm. You know whose whose values were were was was he trying to impose on his students? And now he comes around and says that the left wing radical communist socialists are trying to push their agenda. Ron had an agenda when he was a teacher, and he pushed it. You know, if you if you the other hypocritical part about this is there's not one single school in Florida where DeSantis can say CRT is being taught. Mm-hmm. Not one. There's not one school that I know of in Florida where white children are being told you should feel guilty and bad about what white people did 200 years ago. Where is that happening in Florida schools, Ron? He, if, if people don't hear anything else I'm saying, Mr. Smiley, listen to this. He's making it up. He's mm-hmm. creating a monster for him to slay so he could be a hero. And I wish people would just, just keep that thought in mind as you watch this foolishness go nationwide yeah i I hear your point uh it's it's a solution chasing a problem right a solution there you go uh, chasing a problem i i I hear your point loud and clear um let me ask you uh to unpack for us 
this AP course? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to ask a few questions, which I normally don't do. Ask a few questions and get out of your way. We got an hour, so you got time to work it out for us. So tell us about the AP course. What is the AP course? Uh, what was it about? What's being taught in the AP course? Uh, and then tell me uh, why and how it again got the uh, got Ron DeSantis so outraged. So uh, tell me about this AP course in African American Studies, Professor Dunn. Well, the College Board uh, makes up these uh, uh, these courses, and these are courses that students can take and get in high school and get credit that applies to college. So these are these these courses are selected by students; they're not imposed on anybody. Uh, and the College Board is now testing in, in about 60 schools around the country uh, this AP course in African American history. And uh, as you just mentioned, uh, Florida has said we don't want that. And the reasons that they have given boil, more or less boils down to they're, they're not adequate educationally. They're not. They, they don't have. They don't contain enough valuable information. Who do you think in the governor's office? or in the Department of Education in Florida made that call. You think a black person mm. made the call that this material was not sufficient for black students, for students to know? Uh, I, I think one of the reasons that we are hearing that they really don't want the course is that, among the other things that it touches upon, uh, is uh, reparations. Mm. Ron DeSantis does not want to hear one word about reparations. Actually, nor do most white Americans. So they can sort of squeeze in on that one and say, you know, reparation, that's, that's, a, that's a presidential view that teachers are imposing upon students. Uh, excuse me, we can't talk about <laughs> reparations? There's no, no payment going forward for what happened two or three hundred years ago? But that's one of those key words, key things in that, in that proposed course that they seize upon and, and use that to the disadvantage of, 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 of intellectual and academic freedom. Mm. You don't believe for a moment, do you? Uh, perhaps you do. You tell me uh, that if the word reparations were stricken from the course description that Ron DeSantis would then be all, all of a sudden OK with it. Uh, no, he would not be. You see, the, the problem is and this is so, so strange. DeSantis does not want any reference to institutional racism. Mm. He doesn't want any idea pushed forward that there is a legacy of slavery that is yet to be paid. He doesn't want that. So even if you take uh, the reparations issue out, he doesn't want anybody uh, suggesting that there are institutions in our country today, educational, uh, prison, prisons, uh, business, uh, uh, that, that, that have uh, uh, racial uh, baggage that goes back over generations. For him, he wants to de-racialize history. He wants to sterilize history. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the, imp the impetus of, of, of what he's trying to do. Let me just give you one example of what mm -hmm. I think would be the way DeSantis would have teachers in Florida teach slavery. Sure. He would have them uh, say to students, uh, some Africans came over uh, and worked free for a while. And that was it. That was it. Don't go into the, the, the exploitation, the abuse. No, no. Some Africans came over and worked for free for a while. You know, if, if, you, if, if, if you want to describe lynching in, yeah. in, in DeSantis' view, lynching, you would say uh, some people took uh, some people out and killed them. Yeah. Could we get back on that? Just take the race part out of it. Mm -hmm. And once you start trying to uh, de-racialize history, you're you're marginalizing people whose stories are not going to get told. Uh, you you are you are dismissing 
individuals and contributions that happen that everybody should know about. I mean, I, I, so much about jo- the, the, the carving that peanut. And mm-hmm. Booker T. Washington, and to, you know, we need to know about our heroes that they're trying to hide from us. Yeah. For example, in Florida, the black Seminole heroes. You never hear about that in public schools, but they were there. They yeah. fought. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of things. A couple of things went through my mind while you were talking. I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt uh, Doctor Dunn. <laughs> the first thing I thought about. You, be, you better interrupt me because no. <laughs> I'll talk another two hours. Well, we got. Well, well, we, well, well, we got a Mexican standoff. Then you're a teacher, and I'm a talk show host, and both of us can go for a while. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll we'll watch our time here. That said, I was sort of laughing internally when you were saying about. Uh, the fact that Ron DeSantis wants you just to teach that some some Africans came over here and worked for free for a while. And that was it. Uh, it's kind of like they wanted they were doing a free internship, right? They came over here did an internship. <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. And, and, that's, and, and uh, don't don't talk about the tri- don't talk about the trip over here. Yeah, exactly. Don't talk about the Middle Passage. Yeah, don't discuss you know, that part. Uh, you yeah. know, don't you know? You know, one of the things I found out, Mr. Smiley, when I really got into this history, is that probably of the thirty five thousand or more transits of slave ships that brought our people here, mm-hmm. that probably the uh, in every one of those ships where w- black women were on board, they were likely raped. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about how endemic rape was on slave ships. Mm-hmm. Because white sailors, not to mention the captain, had a right to have any woman they wanted to during the Middle Passage. Yeah. Just, just pick them out. Yeah. So these are things that are very difficult to face. That people were just thrown overboard uh, if they, you know, if they got too sick to take care of, they just throw, throw, them, over, throw them overboard. Yeah, those are things that um, for white people, for anybody, they're difficult to hear, and it, and you have to be careful to try to not have people feel guilty or bad. But the stories still need to be told. Yep. The other thing I thought about uh, while you were talking was uh, your invoking earlier of this um, hypocrisy uh, of Ron DeSantis. It seems. Um, hypocr- hypocritical to me <laughs> that it's almost, it's almost funny. It'd be laughable if it weren't so serious that the reason they reject the AP course on African-American studies is it's not educationally rigorous enough. I mean, you, you want these Negroes to be so educated, so well-educated <laughs> that you want them to only be exposed to AP courses that are educationally rigorous. And this course just wasn't educationally strong enough. And so we're going to reject it. Well, we know that's a lie, but just the notion that they push back on it because it wasn't educationally rigorous enough is just kind of laughable to me. Uh, but I thought about that uh, while you were talking, let, let me just ask you this. Um, I've got three or four minutes here before news, traffic, and sports. Let me start with this, and we'll continue on the other side. But let me just pivot ever so gently here. We'll come back to the subject at hand, this AP course uh, in African-American studies that Ron DeSantis has um, uh, denied being taught in the state of Florida, and you're defying that particular law. What I want to ask you, though, is this. As a historian, I mean, you are an eminent, uh, preeminent uh, historian uh, based in Florida for all these many years. As a historian who teaches the truth in the classroom, as a historian, you just laid out your own take on the Middle Passage, et cetera, et cetera. As a black historian, how have you processed your entire career? What is, in fact, missing from our history books? Good question. Good question. The violence of it all. Mm. The absolute brutality of it all. Uh, the extent of it all, how many people were killed, lynched, uh, disposed of. Um, 
when you really get into the level of uh, of, of deprivation that uh, that has been subjected upon African Americans from the very time that we arrived here, it's a it's a difficult history, mm-hmm. and that's one reason why it's difficult to get people who are not here, who are, whose whose uh, ancestors weren't even here during that time, to identify with it. I mean, I have people tell me, my, my folks just got here in 1980. We, we just got here in 1975. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have nothing to do with, uh, with, with what, what, what happened 20 years ago. Why should we pay reparations? Uh, so there's a certain distancing from the events, from the evilness of it, particularly by folks whose ancestors arrived here after the worst of it was over. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, reparations is so much off the table, not just in Florida, but in the country. Yeah. Um, but on, on, on a personal level, though, on a personal level, when you mm-hmm. are, are teaching, have been in, in course of your career teaching your courses and you have to look for certain uh, text uh, to put on your syllabus to make sure that they are exposed to a truth that they've been denied access to all these years of their educational lives they get to your class and you want to correct the record but as, as, as a black man I'm, I'm asking a personal question how you have navigated uh during your teaching career being a historian when you know that the other white folk the white folk who've written this history have just left out your past my past our past the first thing i think i had to do uh, was not get mad yeah because once you get angry, then you know uh, you, you lose your capacity to tell the truth in an, in an academically responsible way. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I'm going to approach these stories uh, as with as much objectivity uh, objectivity as I can, and let the cards fall where they may. Mm-hmm. I didn't make anything up. I didn't invent anything. I told the truth as I saw it, and as it was missing in the history books. Uh, that book that you mentioned, A History of Florida Through Black Eyes. You know, mm-hmm. if a teacher took my book into a classroom tomorrow, he or she could be charged with a felony for bringing a book into the school that the, that the librarian had not approved of. That's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. They're trying to keep information that has this particularly disturbing violence as a part of it out of Florida classrooms. And so far, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 is that is uh, that's arresting. Um, uh, to hear you say, and it's true, uh, he has authored a book, any number of books, but the one he referenced is called The History of Florida Through Black Eyes. So here he is, the preeminent historian in Florida, writing the history of black folk in this southern state. And you heard him say that if a teacher right now were to use his text on their syllabus, were to teach from his text, they'd be facing a felony conviction in the state of Florida. Marinate on that for a second. I digress. More with Dr. Marvin Dunn after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Talking to Dr. Marvin Dunn, the black professor who has defied Ron DeSantis' law restricting lessons on race. Uh, There's been a public outcry after DeSantis rejected an AP course in African-American studies, and uh, Dr. Marvin Dunn has not held his tongue uh, in coming out publicly against the governor uh, for rejecting this AP course. Uh, There are other AP courses taught in the state of Florida uh, vis-a-vis the history of other communities, but uh, the governor, uh, for whatever reason or reasons, rejected this AP course in African-American studies, and uh, it uh, has... uh, uh, not uh, sat well with uh, Dr. Marvin Dunn, who is a preeminent historian 
uh, in the state of Florida, having written a number of books, including one called The History of Florida Through Black Eyes. So no better person to talk to about what Ron DeSantis is getting away with uh, with this uh, so-called Stop Woke Act in the state of Florida than uh, Dr. Marvin Dunn. Dr. Dunn, let me ask you again, this question um, is a broad question, but I want to just get your take on it as a you know, longtime historian. And that mm-hmm. is this notion of, of, of what it is vis-a-vis the legacy of slavery that many in America are afraid to wrestle with. What is it? I mean, it, it's clearly part of our history. It's part of our story. Mm-hmm. But what is it? And I'm not naive. I'm not naive in asking this. But what is it about that story, about the legacy of slavery, to your mind as a historian, that makes America not mm-hmm. want to truly wrestle with it? Because it, among other things, uh, deals with the uh, transfer of wealth through the ownership of land. Mm-hmm. And if you have a people who have been denied access to land ownership, as black people have been in this country, how do you build generational wealth in America without access to land? We are still basically a landless people. We've lived on other people's properties. We've lived in shanties. We've lived in apartment buildings belonging to folks who live in some, another state. We don't own land, and for that reason, we are vulnerable, and we cannot build wealth as other groups have done. And if you want to get to that issue, you go back to slavery, mm. when the land was owned by an elite group of whites, uh, sold off as it was through the years to businesses and what have you. But the land ownership is what made these people rich from the time they had plantations up to today. Up to today, so slavery carries that 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 possible sense that, uh, well, maybe things weren't quite that equal, and, and maybe we do have advantages and things now that we would not have had had it not been for the enslavement of other people. So let's just not get into that. Let's just start with the Civil Rights Act. We gave you all that. We gave, it from, we gave you all affirmative action. Uh, leave us alone. White America is done with you. Yeah. You know, I, I just, you know, it's a, it's a the, one of the, to me, disturbing things, Mr. Smiley, about what we see in Florida is that Florida has problems. You know, we, we have problems. Florida has, the insurance cost in Florida is out of control. Mm-hmm. Do you hear DeSantis talking about that? Mm-hmm. No, it's CRT. Housing costs in Florida, out of control. Do you hear him talking about housing costs in Florida? Not a word. You know, on down the line, even with the environment, he is not recognizing that this state is going to be partially underwater in a few decades, mm-hmm. if not sooner. But all of that aside, he wants to deal with CRT. CRT, because he knows that that dog whistle gets him votes in Florida. Yeah, We'll talk about that dog whistle and whether or not um, beyond votes in Florida, um, his approach uh, attacking all things black, uh, including with this Stop Woke Act, uh, might play well on the national stage if and when he decides to run for president, which we are certainly uh, uh, of the mindset that he that he intends and wants to do. We'll come to that in a second. His presidential ambi- his presidential ambitions, as it were, put a pin in that just for a second. Um, but you said earlier in this in this conversation, somewhat jokingly, but but also somewhat seriously, that you got to get all the way to Broward County. I know Florida pretty well. I know Broward County especially well. You got to come all the way down to Broward County. Uh, to find some folk in Florida with some sense. 
we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna carve out a little patch of land in Tallahassee for a place called FAMU. We'll we'll we'll, we'll carve that out uh, in northern Florida. Which All folks, right, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll and give there's you. a little, little place in Daytona called Bethune Cookman College. There You're you right. go. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> so I, I almost made it in my case. No, 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 no. As I said, I know Florida relatively well, so we'll carve out a patch of land for Bethune Cookman. We'll carve out another piece for a FAMU in Tallahassee. So we'll carve that out in Daytona and 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 uh, in Tallahassee. But I take your point that you got to come all the way down to Broward County in southern Florida, uh, Miami, for Lauderdale to find some folks with some sense. I get that. Tell me then uh, about the Miami Center for Racial Justice. Thank you for asking. Yes, sir. When uh, when 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 Mr. Floyd was was brutally murdered so publicly, um, I wanted to do something. I was retired, did not want to get back into working, but I felt that I should do something to try to bring attention to how inadequate the record is about injustice uh, to, to black people. So the Miami Center for Racial Justice was started to save black stories, mm. to save the difficult stories. And um, and we've done that, and we're still doing that. Uh, for example, the work that we're doing now in Rosewood. I own five acres in Rosewood. I co-own it with another person. Mm-hmm. And the Miami Center for Racial Justice is going to put a park. We're going to make a park in Rosewood. I'm the only black person today who owns land in Rosewood. And those five acres are going to be kept sacred for black history. The Miami Center is involved in that. If folks want to help, uh, Miami Center dot, the justice.org is where you go to look at what we're trying to do in saving this history. I urge folks to take a look at, at the center's uh, 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 page. Yeah. Given what Ron DeSantis is doing, you've sort of been on a Teach the Truth tour around the state of Florida. Tell me about your tour. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to. Because I, just, you know, I, I I taught for a long time, and I was a principal of a high school for a while. And I really love being with kids. I, I miss them once I stopped teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to do Smiley, was take a group of, 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 of high school students, 14 years of age or older, a diverse group at that, with a parent or a grandparent, on an all-expense-paid overnight trip to some of the places in Florida where some of the worst violence took place. And we recruited through neighborhood organizations and um, took those kids uh, on September 7th. Uh, I'm sorry, January 7th, uh, we left Miami and went to Mims, Florida, where uh, Harry T. Moore, the most effective and earliest, one of the earliest civil rights leaders in Florida, was killed, and his wife as well, when the Klan put a bomb underneath their bedroom. Mm. On Christmas night, mm. the night of the anniversary, uh, the Klan blew their house up and, and, and killed Mr. Moore. So we went there. There's a museum now in Mims named for him and his wife, and his house has been reconstructed. And you can go in and walk through the house and experience, uh, to some degree, what happened there. Uh, then we went to Newberry, Florida, which is in central Florida. The largest known history in Florida, the, known, the largest known lynching in Florida, took place in Newberry, Florida in 1916 where they uh, lynched eight people at one time, mm. including two women, one of whom was pregnant, heavily pregnant, the record said. In fact, when she was hung, she lost the baby. And a white woman caught it and gave it to a black woman who raised the boy. Um, the Newberry lynchings were hidden uh, for, for years and years and years. And I take students there because I want them to see where the folks were buried. I want them to see where the violence took place. In Newberry, the place that they killed people was called Lynch Hammock big oak tree that hung all these people on the same tree. Mm. And 
so I wanted the I wanted the kids to and their parents to experience that place physically experience it, and then uh, we uh, we went to Gainesville. But we put up put them up in a hotel overnight, and the next morning uh, we went to Rosewood uh, to my property there. Yeah. And at that time, uh, descendants of Rosewood were coming there to have a recognition ceremony for the 100 years since the event. So we had a great day. About 500 people showed up, um, and uh, they were crying. Mm. To be able to walk in Rosewood and be welcomed made people cry, even kids, once they realized where they were. Yeah. Part of the reason that I bought the property that, that, that I did is because a part of the old railroad track runs through the property, like a green tunnel. Mm-hmm. They took the rails out, but they left the, the railroad bed is there. Mm-hmm. And that railroad was used to, to rescue some of the Rosewood victims. They, they, they had a train sneak in at night, and they put women and children, uh, no boys over 13, on this train and, and, and ease them out to Gainesville. So I wanted to have a piece of the physical place that, that this heroic act uh, occurred, and so we, bought, we, we, we purchased this property. Yeah. And people who want to help us make that property into a real park that saves that history Go to the website and help us. You know, there are ways to help us make sure that this happens. Yeah. I, I asked that question. Uh, we'll move forward here in just a second here. But I, I, I asked that question about this Teach the Truth tour because I, I wanted to, and I figured his answer would be as beautiful and uh, as transparent uh, and empowering as it was. So he didn't let me down in that regard. But I asked that question because I've often said on this program and beyond that when it comes to elevating our people, and being unapologetically progressive as we are at this station, sometimes you have to assign yourself. You have to assign yourself. Here is a retired professor who assigned himself to curating and organizing and implementing this Teach the Truth tour. He just organized it. Got folk to help him. He organized the tour and got a bunch of young folk, mixed race group, and he took them around the state of Florida to simply teach them the truth. The impact that's going to have on these kids for the rest of their lives, uh, I am sure, uh, is is pretty intense. Um, but he assigned himself to do it. I'll leave it there. I think you take my point. Um, but because he assigned himself, these kids have now been empowered with a knowledge that they did not know heretofore. When we come forward, I want to ask him, given that he is the only African-American that owns land in Rosewood. You saw the Rosewood movie uh, done by, again, the late, great John Singleton. He has done a documentary, Dr. Dunn, called Rosewood Uncovered, as I mentioned earlier. But I want to ask him, given the powerful story he just shared with us, uh, what the legacy of Rosewood is, um, not just for those in Florida, but for black folk all around this country. What is the legacy for us of this place called Rosewood? You're listening to Dr. Marvin Dunn and Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Interrogating your assumptions and expanding your inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Dr. Marvin Dunn, talk to me about the legacy of Rosewood. Oh, wow. I think that one of the reasons that Rosewood stands out so much in the minds of generations uh, uh, today is that it was such a terrible loss. We didn't have that many uh, all-black communities that were doing well in 1923. We didn't have that many places where black folks could say, we control this, this is ours. 
So to have lost that place in such a violent, brutal moment in history, and to have had it happen so quickly, here today, gone tomorrow, those black folks left Rosewood and didn't go back. So the suddenness of it and the extent to which it really wiped out a whole black town is one of the reasons that this legacy is so important to, to, to keep in mind. I think another part of it is that you, you, uh, when you have that much pain happen in a, in a given moment, it, it, it carries forward to other generations coming after the people who actually experienced it. Mm. I mean, I've talked to people who were descendants of, of victims of lynching, for example, who told me um, they still feel the pain. They, they still have the terror as a part of their experience. So all of that combined uh, in that terrible moment uh, in, in which Rosewood went is, I think, one of the reasons that we still see such a, a deep interest in, mm-hmm. in, in that history. Yeah. That story you told a moment ago was arresting for me. I, I had to just kind of just let that thing sit for a second, just let it marinate. And now, a few minutes later, I can come back to it. But that story you were telling about the woman who was lynched and she was pregnant and the baby dropped. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody caught that mm-hmm. baby. and ra- that, That's a true story. Mm-hmm. That's a true. I talked to the man. I met him. He was in his 80s when I met him. Didn't want to talk much, but he told me. <laughs> you know, he didn't remember, but he told me how he came up and what yeah. he heard as he, as he was coming up. But yes, that was, that was, you know, that was, that was Newberry. That's remarkable. But, you know, can I just say, you know, on that, on that tour, it wasn't just the kids. We took the kid and his parent or sure. grandparent. Sure, sure, sure. Because we want the stories to be passed down intergenerationally so they can talk about this around the you know, Christmas tree and the, the Thanksgiving table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of them will be on CNN tonight, actually. Uh, being interviewed about that trip. So I'm, I'm not sure of the time, but at some point this evening, CNN will be broadcasting uh, the responses of the students and, and parents who went on that trip. Wow, how's that for timing? I didn't even realize that. Uh, we had Dr. Dunn, have have had Dr. Dunn on for the better part of this hour, uh, and that's news to me, so I'm glad he shared it with you. Um, so um, the stories he's just told uh, about this uh, Teach the Truth tour uh, on which he took these uh, kids and some of their grandparents uh, tonight on CNN. Um, maybe we'll try to find out what that's about. J.D., see if we can find out what that's about. And if so, I can mention it before I get off the air in the next seven minutes. And if not, check our socials. We'll get uh, our people to post on the socials on whose show or what special that's on tonight on CNN. Let's try to find that out in the next seven minutes before we wrap here. Uh, our remaining moments with Dr. Marvin Dunn when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. Still searching for uh, the information on CNN tonight. If we don't get it in the next four minutes before I go off the air, we will uh, uh, try to get that stuff posted on our socials um, for those who want to uh, tune into CNN tonight. But for you regular CNN watchers, I'm sure you'll come across it anyway. Uh, but if we can find it, I'll uh, mention it to you before I get off the air in three minutes. And if not, uh, we'll get it on our socials a little bit later once we ascertain who's showing at what time um, those young people are going to appear tonight on CNN talking about their experience as a part of this Teach the Truth tour uh, organized by our guest in this hour, Dr. Marvin Dunn, inside the state of Florida. Got three minutes. Let me ask two questions right quick here, Dr. Dunn. One, um, do you think that uh, this attack on all things black and uh, this uh, Stop Woke Act uh, and all the other shena- all the other shenanigans <clears throat> that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis has engaged and is engaging in your state, do you think that plays well on the national scene if he decides to run for president? No, baby Trump will fail in his bid for the presidency. Yeah. Uh, just because it played in Florida does not mean it's going to play in Pennsylvania. 
Uh, and I think other candidates will emerge that will challenge DeSantis, and he may not have a, a, as clear a lane as he thinks he might have. Yeah, baby Trump, as he calls him, I love it. Finally, <laughs> finally, um, do you see any path for course correction in the state of Florida? He, of course, is the governor right now. Um, and so he uh, he gets to call the shots in a variety of ways and has a bunch of sycophants who uh, serve in uh, various capacities in state government in Florida doing what he wants done. Um, but to the extent that people are being turned off by this in the state of Florida, do you see at some point down the road a way to course correct against all of this uh, disenfranchisement, frankly, and bastardization of black people and their history? Yes. As a matter of fact, you may recall uh, DeSantis only narrowly won election. Mm-hmm. against a black man. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are other candidates who, are, who may come forward who will have a better chance against DeSantis or against his whoever replaces him of that same political ilk. Um, that's a, a great possibility that uh, that a, a, a Democrat will be elected governor and that a black person, male or female, may be the next governor and we may see the sort of change that you're talking about right now. We shall see. His name is Dr. Marvin Dunn, uh, preeminent historian in the state of Florida with all kinds of books uh, and um, and uh, documentaries. And again, the only African-American to own land in Rosewood. That's quite a quite a legacy right there, given the history of that place called Rosewood. Uh, He organized this Teach the Truth tour, taking kids all across the state of Florida and their grandparents. And most principally for the purpose of our conversation this hour, he has defied publicly, as he has on this program once again, Ron DeSantis uh, and his uh, attempts to uh, uh, reject this AP course in African-American studies being taught in the state of Florida. Uh, Dr. Dunn, uh, stay strong. Uh, I want to encourage you and your working witness. You don't need that for me, uh, but keep on representing, brother. It's good to have had you on this program for the hour. It has been my joy. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir, for your time. That is our show for today. Back here tomorrow morning, Lord willing to do it all over again, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. Time to make room for the KBLA Midday Money Chain. Up next, the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson, followed by Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Anaja Roberts. Old money, new money. Either way, we got you covered here on KBLA Talk 1580. Until tomorrow morning, Lord willing, thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep the faith.